Every day, companies are, are faced with some other type of crisis that they have to deal with or challenge that they have to deal with. And they're making decisions and they're making business decisions that may impact them long into the future. That was Dave Luter, a consultant with NetLogix, an Indianapolis company that helps other firms manage change and challenges. He's also our guest today on Beyond COVID, an IBJ podcast that's about getting you to the other side of the coronavirus crisis. The podcast is brought to you by James Allen Insurance. I'm Leslie Weidenbenner. NetLogix has been working to help clients navigate the difficulties of the pandemic. And one of their key pieces of advice to business leaders is to keep a crisis journal. The idea is to document not only the decisions you're making, but all the internal and external circumstances around them. And to do that every day, because the situation and information has been changing so rapidly. Dave Luter walks us through the crisis journal concept and why it might work for you. Here's our conversation. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Doing great. Tell me what this pandemic has meant for NetLogix. NetLogix as a consulting company is usually dealing with our clients on a daily basis, but we also deal in a remote basis. We work a lot remotely with our clients, so it really hasn't changed our dynamics too much other than the clients that are no longer in their offices. So now you have to get them at home and you have to make sure that they're available when we're rescheduling all these meetings. And it's it's been a challenge, but I think we're, uh, we're getting through it. Can you tell me about the types of clients that you work with? Sure, I have clients that are both in the public sector and in the private sector. I deal with clients in insurance, uh, healthcare, and then we also have, NetLogix has state and local, or state government work that we work with as well. You must be getting a lot of questions as companies try to figure out how to get through the pandemic, how to reopen their offices, how to get their revenue back on track. What kinds of things are you hearing from those folks? I think most of the questions I have right now are, are just where do I start? What what do I need to do to, to keep things rolling? Um, companies that have been, like some of my major clients that have been, I won't say they've been unaffected because they have, they've sent all their people home and they have a whole nother cadre of issues that they're dealing with with the at home, but their business has, has continued to move forward. Um, in the healthcare space, all non-essential personnel have been sent home. So we're trying to figure out how we can deal with those folks and what processes they're going to need to go through to come back to work, right? Because they're in a, in a hospital, administrators are not necessarily considered essential personnel. The challenge is, how do I come back? And, and one of the things is, how do I deal with the regulations, right? The rules and the regulations that are ever-changing, and how do I keep on top of those so I can keep my employees safe, keep my customers safe, and keep my suppliers safe. So one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was because you and NetLogix are encouraging companies to use something called a crisis journal. Tell me what that is. A crisis journal is something that we, we came up with early on in this pandemic as we we're talking to our customers. You know, you need to keep track of what were your challenges of the day. Every day, companies are, are faced with some other type of crisis that they have to deal with or challenge that they have to deal with. And they're making decisions and they're making business decisions that may impact them long into the future. So they need to take time to document, you know, in that journal, what we say, we call our crisis journal, right? Keep track of what it is you did, what decisions you made, 
who helped you make those decisions? And then what data you used to make that de those decisions? Because the data that was available March 18th is not the data that's available today. So things change. Your, your decisions that you made on the 18th of March, you may have made a different decision had you had the data that you have today. So it's almost keeping track of what decisions we had to make, what data we had at that time that we made those decisions on, and then did we make the right decision or not? And bad decisions happen every day, and we make the wrong decision, and we just had to figure out how we go forward and change, change our business to rectify that situation. I think one of the reasons this was fascinating to me is because I think it's been very difficult to keep track of time in the same way that we normally do when we're in the office. Have you found that to be the case as well? It is. I, I found that the days become a lot longer. You know, you, you start in the morning and then there may be a, a lag in the, during the day where times when you would have been out connecting with clients and doing different things. And then you have meetings in the afternoon and then meetings in the evening to make up for the meetings that you couldn't get through in, during the day. So time is hard, but I think we need to document what's going on because you're going to forget. My, my biggest concern is that people will get through this and forget all the challenges that they faced going into it or, or during it and then try to make some future decisions not remembering what happened. So when I think of a journal, I still think about the one that I kept as a little girl and tucked under my mattress so that my mom and dad wouldn't find it. Obviously, this is a little bit different. So tell me what, in your mind, a crisis journal looks like. It's literally a place where you can track on a daily basis what your challenges were, what happened. And like I said, we want to keep track of what decisions you had to make, you were forced to make, what decisions you chose to make, and around that data of what it is you knew at the time you made that decision. I think we also need to to make sure we date and timestamp all these entries, right? Because then you can track that back to what it is your states or whoever the controlling government entity is made a decision for you. A lot of these decisions were made for you. So where were you on, you know, March 24th? Well, March 24th, we were still in phase one. Okay, you need to keep track of all those things. So you understand what was going on as you made those the business decisions. So you're not just writing down, this is what our sales were on this date. And this is the decision we made about X. You have to write down, this is where the state was in this moment. This is yep. what the mayor was, the rules the mayor had in place at this moment. So it's a kind of a comprehensive picture of what's going on. Right, and it's not even just government regulations. You have to have an understanding of the landscape of your suppliers, right? What's going on with your suppliers? Where are your suppliers located? Your suppliers may be located in another state, such as Michigan. They're still shut down, right? If they're a non-essential supplier in Michigan, they're not supplying you with goods and services. You need to understand the landscape of your customers. You may be willing and ready to start back up and, and start creating your product, but if your customers can't sell, they're not buying your product because the landscape's changed for them in a way that they can no longer consume your product. So you need to understand the landscape all the way across. So would you envision that at a, comp at a particular company, let's take IBJ, for example, that the CEO would be keeping this or the CFO or someone, one person would be tracking this for the company, or is this something every Every department needs to be doing. I think this is something that every department needs to be doing because at some point you're making decisions, whether they're at the local, the micro level, the macro level, however you're making those decisions, you're making the decisions based on what you know. And when this comes around and, and we start to move out of this pandemic, I would also recommend that, you know, they sit down with these companies, big and small, 
and do those lessons learned. What did we learn from this pandemic? Now, everybody then has their own journal of what they kept and what decisions were made by, by senior management that affected the shipping department, that affected the purchasing department. All these decisions are interrelated in, in how they come together. So keeping all those at the various levels will help you later determine what it is we learn from this. Oh, I can completely imagine now as I'm thinking about it, so many decisions, frankly, especially at the beginning of this, we made to try to write the best stories or track everything. And it would be, I got to say, incredibly nice to be able to go back and see what the situations were. See what it was, what it was that caused you to make those decisions. Plus, as you mentioned, the data is changing all the time. Even the decisions about how we come back to the office can change minute to minute. They do. And, and, and that guidance and, and what that's done for some of our customers is, is clients is really put them in the position where they have to react. They want to bring their employees back to work. So what is the guidance today? What procedure do I need to put in place just to allow my employees back in the door? Whether, you know, you have to make decisions on cleaning and, and how you clean your facility. You have to make decisions on how you let them in the front door. You know, you can't queue them up at the front door anymore and have them all come into the lobby. And do you have to take their temperature every morning? Yes, you do. You have to take their temperature. What happens if they have a 100.4 temperature? What's your process for laying through those? So a lot of decisions have to be made. And, and it's really behooves these companies to all companies to document those processes. So then there's no confusion. You know, they can communicate them with their workforce. They can communicate them with their clients. They can communicate them with their suppliers. So everybody understands what, what we're working under. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsor. This is IBJ's Beyond COVID podcast. As you work your way through the pandemic crisis, would your business be ready if this happened again? James Allen Insurance offers comprehensive and customized pandemic coverage for business, including recovery of lost revenue. Learn more at jamesalleninsurance.com. Now back to our conversation about crisis journaling with Dave Luter, a consultant with NetLogix. Is it that you, that logics, that you all are keeping track of all of the sometimes conflicting information so that you can give the best advice to clients? Yeah, I think we have a good office staff that that's on our on our government websites, and and we also sit in on the you know somebody sits in on the governor's calls every day, somebody sits on the chambers calls and podcasts that they put together, um, in all the different areas. Somebody's watching. We have somebody assigned to each one of those to keep track of what that landscape looks like and and what it's going to mean going forward to not only us but our but our clients. At what point do you think it will be time for folks to start looking back? At, some, uh, at the journal, at some of the decisions they made and review them, or is that an ongoing process? I think it's going to be an ongoing process, but, I, but I, I think we really need to have our clients and customers look at things that are happening today and, and what it means. What processes do I have to change, right? I mean, if my business model has changed, I have to document that business process model. My business, you know, the processes associated with that model now, how did I get there? You know, now I go through my journal and, and find the right event that triggered this particular change and understand why I made that change or what is it, you know, what do I need to do going forward? 
Do you think a lot of companies will have to change their business model in, for the long term because of this pandemic? Yeah, I, I think everybody will to some extent. It's just how much you'll have to change. The companies I, I work with, you know, they know they're going to have to change. And one of the things they know they're going to have to do is they're going to have to prepare for the next event, right? They have to make sure that they understand that. I mean, we're kind of in an interesting situation where the governor and, you know, the, the state of Indiana says, okay, we move from phase one to phase two to phase three. At any time, he can say, no, time out. We're going back to phase two because things changed. Well, if I've changed my processes four times and I haven't kept track of everything that I've been doing, now I got to go back. Well, I probably can't go back because the same people may not be involved, right? We're going to have an ever-changing workforce. You know, the, the dynamics of the workforce, I think, are going to change in such a way that you may not be able to rely on the people that did it last time. So just documenting those processes and the, and the decisions that made were made to build those processes is going to be critical. Are you keeping a journal? To some extent, yes, I am. And how are you doing it? Are you, are you tracking it on your computer? Are you using a spreadsheet? Are you using an actual book? I actually, I'm, because of I'm lazy, I do it on the computer and just type my stuff in Word, ideas for the day, things that happened, what happened today and what decisions had to be made, how, how did we make them and going forward. Have you gone back and looked at some of those previous entries as you've gone along? A couple of them. Yeah, I've, I've gone back because a particular client may have made a decision to do do something and what, what is it they were doing and why did they make that call? You know, it, it may not may not have worked out the best. And that's one thing we're learning is a lot of companies, I mean, they made decisions. They right right or wrong, they had to make a decision to do whatever it is they were doing, whatever, whether they were closing their doors or whether they were going to open up. And I mean, I use restaurants as a great example, right? I mean, they did, decided whether they were going to keep their doors closed or they were going to open for takeout or they were going to open for dining outside, whatever that process is they had to do. Some of them made decisions and two weeks later, they made the wrong decision and they cut out and moved on. But decisions are made and you have to deal with them. If you realize that you made a, a bad decision, or maybe you made the best decision that you could make in the moment, but now as times changed, as the situation has changed, it's time to reboot. How do you go about that? How do you acknowledge that, man, we, we're not on the right track? Yeah, I think for us, when we talk, you know, we, we talk to people, it's, it's actually looking at your, your processes that you put in place and documenting those. When we document business processes pre-pandemic, I mean, we look at those and, and I'll document your process today, whatever processes that you want to, to look at it from a start to an end. And for every process, there are what we call issues and opportunities. Those issues and opportunities are problems with your existing process. So you may have had problems with your existing process to start with, and this just exacerbated them, or the process has now changed we're going to have different different issues with this particular process. How do we document those? Get those documents. Make sure they're identified because if everybody understands that, yes, we have a process and it's very manual and it's painful and we know that it's a problem and some point we'll have to fix it. Let's identify that there's a, there's a solution for it and move forward until we can circle back and, and solve the problem. Are a lot of the companies that you're dealing with finding that they actually have opportunities in this pandemic? Yeah, so some of our customers are what they call heavily relying on paper. And, and they've you know seen their business change over this particular last eight weeks, I guess, where they're now 
seeing a lot more electronic, a lot more e-applications and different things that they weren't seeing before. That'll probably continue. I mean, once people start doing the electronic, that will continue into the the new normal, right? I'm not going to go back to paper. If I can type it in, get somebody to type it in for me, why would I write it out and fax it to you when I can just email it to you and be done with it? So I think they're seeing those processes are going to change in the future. So now they're trying to look at what it is we need to do to make that the new normal, right? How do do I incentivize those things that I found that worked during this time to make that the new normal? Dave, are you feeling optimistic as we move forward this summer? Personally, I do. I don't know that I, everybody shares my optimism. I, I think this will go a lot quicker than we had probably envisioned eight weeks ago. I'm not sure we're out of the woods 100% yet. I'm not a physician, so I don't understand all the nuances of, of coronavirus, but I, but I just truly believe that if people do the minimum things that people are, they're being asked to do, wear a mask when you go out and do all those types of things, I think will really tamp down the possible recurrence of this, or at least the, the, the impact of that. Because I think on top of that, I think a number of our clients are really looking at what happens if. What happens in the fall if it gets bad again? I I don't know whether we can afford to shut down the economy again to do it. So they're going to have to have those processes in place that says, I have to send people home. I have to have them work from home again. Um, A lot of people aren't, you know, in a real hurry to get back into the office anyway. So we'll see how it works out. But I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Seems like that's where those journals really would come in handy as you get, as you head into fall, fall, if something pops back up, you can really look back and say, this is how we did it. And this is what worked and what didn't work. And in that, not only the journal, I think, but actually sitting down and documenting those processes that you've gone through. If you've gone through this whole, I've had to reconfigure my shop floor to maintain social distancing six feet apart and put all this in. And three months from now, that's all relaxed and we're back to business as usual. And then the January hits and and we start all over again. What do I need to do? Well, you have the map of what it is you did before. We're just going to reinstitute A and, you know, plan our plan A. And we're going to go back to six feet apart with the X's on the floor and everybody's going to keep keep working along. But I think we, like I said, you, you remember what it is you did and why you did it and document those processes to say that, we are ready to go and we just need to go back to an existing process. Dave, thanks so much for sharing this advice and providing some insight. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thanks again to Dave. We have a link in our post to a managing change toolkit that NetLogix has put together. It also includes a webinar in which Dave goes into more detail about steps companies can take to weather the pandemic. Thanks for tuning in this week to IBJ's Beyond COVID podcast. You can find it at ibj.com or subscribe at Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Podbean. You can also check out the latest episode of the IBJ podcast hosted by Mason King. This week, two public health experts from the University of Indianapolis answer questions submitted by listeners about the pandemic and what it means for them. Tune in at ibj.com or anywhere you download podcasts. Have a great week.